Welcome back. This is from Due to Dad. As always, I'm Brian Laurel. And I'm Chris Pagula. We are here every single week to talk to you guys. We're just going to just shoot the breeze about being a dad, being a guy, being a husband, being the head of your household. And today we're going to talk about tonight, actually. <laughs> we're going to talk about well put. <laughs> your sleep routines, your children's sleep routines, what your uh, night should be or evening should be like, how the challenges that you may face, the challenges that we have faced. And then also we're going to talk about just sleep for you and sleep patterns and habits that you have for yourself and what you're doing and may you be how you may be helping or hindering your own self. So Chris, how's it going? I am well, man. It's good to uh, talk with you today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good. Uh, it's a good day. Um, you said you're. Uh, you know, I'm in Arizona. You're in California. You said it's pretty cold there right now, right? It is so overcast in Santa Monica, to be exact. It's like crazy foggy and uh, just chilly as can be. I would love that kind of weather. It's uh, you know, we're recording in early November right now. It's 88 here. In Get Arizona. out! It's 57 here, dude. Damn, damn. 57. Wow. So what are your nightly routines like now? We're going to we're going to actually start now and then we're going to we're going to work backwards to uh when you had kids and kind of kids that are my age and then we're going to go back even further to when you first had your children. But right now, what are your sleep routines like? Mine actually, you know, I go through different patterns because when I'm really into my schedule with exercising, I'm just usually exhausted, so I'll definitely get on a pattern of eating better and sleeping better. But um, the ritual usually involves my wife and I watching, you know, one of our favorite TV shows that we're binge watching or whatnot, and uh, usually end up I crash after like the TV the the show starts. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I it's hard for me if especially if it's later. But sometimes I'm in bed as early, like for a while, I was in bed as early as like nine o'clock. Oh, like wow. Out. See, that's like, yeah. that seems completely foreign to me. I'm, I'm the, well, we, we do the same thing over here. My wife and I will get the kids to bed. And then generally speaking, that's our first time that we've had alone for the day. And that's when we're able to catch up on the day and talk about how her day was, how my day was. And typically we're both exhausted <laughs> at that point. And my wife will kind of fade, and we'll sometimes we'll do the same thing. We'll decide, hey, you want to watch a episode of show X, whatever it is that we're binge watching at that moment, and she'll make it about an episode in, and then she's ready for bed. And I'm more the night owl, and sometimes I, and I'll get into this a little bit later in the episode, but I I choose to use that late night time after my kids have gone to sleep, after my wife has gone to sleep. That's kind of my time. And that's when I'm working on either catching up with work for the day that I didn't get done, or if I have uh, a couple of little side businesses going on, and I will work on things there. And sometimes I'm done by 11, and other times I'm heading to bed at like 1.30 in the morning. So it just kind and of- And what time uh, do you wake up after going to bed? Um, know, I'm like usually- Yeah, I'm usually up around 6.30. So. Oh, regardless of the time you go to bed? Yes, yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because I, 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 I got to get up and I got to get my shit together. And then it's time to get my daughter up at seven. And then, um, and she's pretty good about getting up. She's the type of kid, my oldest, who's uh, five right now. She is 
the second you wake her up, she's just ready to tackle the day. She's excited. Wow. Doesn't matter what day it is. She runs downstairs. She wants to eat breakfast and, you know, get ready for school, what have you. And if it's a weekend, she wants to know what we're doing that day. So it's pretty easy with, uh, with her. So I'm, I'm blessed in that regard. But, um, but I'm, you know, what I have found, I mean, Chris, we were talking about topics for the show and Chris came up with this topic, but, um, I wanted to start with the, with us, and we'll kind of work our way backwards to the kids because, you know, we're the ones and, and maybe even more so, I don't know how, you know, for you that are listening out there, probably the majority of you, you're, um, you're going to work and your significant other, your wife is probably watching the kids. And there's probably some examples um, of, uh, you know, where the wife is working as well. And you may have a nanny, you may have a mother-in-law that comes over and watches the kids, babysitter, what have you. Um, but we over in our house, it's um, it, sleep is at a, and I just got done saying how I intentionally stay up late, but I, I kind of have to sometimes. But if I could have it my way, I would be in bed by nine o'clock every night and I would sleep till seven or eight and get a good solid like nine or 10 hours of sleep. Yeah. That's like when going back to what I was saying earlier, when I'm on a schedule of working out, I'm really pretty much like that. You know, I'll get nine hours of sleep and I'll wake up at 630 and I'm ready to go. But I also have the challenge in my household since I've still have because of COVID and whatnot. I have a 21 year old and a 17 year old here and they're up till like four in the morning. (laughs) So, but now that school has resumed for my youngest, at least he is back to bed at a pretty decent hour. But I got to say, he's been into going to concerts at the Hollywood Bowl the past few weeks so and tonight he's going to one actually so hopefully it won't be too late so i can get to bed because that's the other thing is i stay up late because i'm concerned and want to make sure everybody's home and make sure that the house is locked because my oldest has a recording studio he's into music and you know he's in the back and you know he leaves the door unlocked to come inside instead of taking the key so we're always like having to make sure the door is locked but while he's out there yada yada but i'm always like you know the last check around the ground sort of thing to make sure that we're all safe. Yeah. Now when your kids are up till four in the morning, are they like, are they a quiet, are they quiet tenants or are they like making (laughs) noise and you're like, please, you know, they, the good thing is I think our bedroom thankfully has some good quiet, uh, uh, some barriers, wall, whatever was in the walls, you know, the good insulation that's, Mm -hmm. that's preventing. Um, If they're like watching TV in our main TV room, that's hard for me because I hear the TV. And so I'll be like, no, you got to turn it down. But they're usually in their rooms watching TV or or making music. And the music they make um, is is off the back. Um, we have like off our garage type of area. So, okay. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the for me, I mean, it, it's no secret that that the amount of sleep you get kind of dictates not only how your day the following day is going to go, but just overall over time impacts your health, impacts your mood, impacts your, you know, everything. And that can impact you being a good dad. That could impact you being a good husband. That could impact you being a good employee. So those are the types of things that I think that we as dads, we sacrifice and we just figure we're the, you know, we're the head of the household. And, you know what, if someone's going to not sleep as much, it's probably going to be me and I'll just suck it up and, and deal with it. And then you learn to or adapt to sleeping for five hours. And that's how I was. And this is long before I was even married. I mean, that that's just I've always been a night owl and then I've been an early riser. 
And so I am used to it, but I will say there is a, a point probably every six weeks or so where my body is like, hell no, you were going to sleep early tonight. And in my single days, what I would do is I would come home and I'd eat dinner and I'd go to bed at like 6.30 and I would <laughs> sleep until seven the next day, get a good 12 hours of sleep. And I was good. My body was like, you know, recharged and I was in a good place. I don't have that luxury anymore. Now, what I will do on the weekends is my wife and I have mentioned this in other episodes, but my wife and I will trade off. And if we've had an especially tough week or we've, you know, the kids have been up at night or for whatever reason, we haven't slept very well, we'll trade off naps on Saturday yeah, and Sunday. That's nice. That's and so like she'll, heaven. she'll say, you know what? It's 11 o'clock. Why don't I go? I'm just going to go upstairs for like an hour and a half and I'll come down. And we'll have lunch and you're, you know, you watch the kids and then I'll do the reverse and it like, 3 30 i'll go upstairs to like 4 30 or 5 and then we'll have you know get you know figure out what we're doing for dinner so that's that's good but um i think that with kids it's definitely you know you're dealing with with young kids especially if they're babies there's not a lot you can do about it you're really kind of at their whim but they do reach a certain age where you are dictating when they go at least go to bed that you may not be able to guarantee that they're going to sleep but that's what chris and i want to talk about now is talk about what is your nightly routine like with your kids and are you doing everything you can to, um, and I call it powering down in our house, you know, so the TV is off by a certain time and the toys are not to be played with by a certain time. And now we're shift down shifting into books and you can read or you can, you know, maybe you can play with toys for a little bit. And then at a certain time you need to be in your room by a certain time. And at another certain time you have to have the lights off. And most of the time my kids are asleep by then, but sometimes it's not. And it's more of a, um, it's a hassle getting them to sleep. I have yet, (laughs) I've yet to experience the Dad, I need a drink of water and get a drink of water. Then, Dad, I need <laughs> to the wait. bathroom. And then, Dad, I hear a monster under the bed. Like I've, I'm knocking on wood right now. I've yet to experience that. But what is, what do things look like in your house, listeners? I mean, the, for you know the guys who are out there, is it is it chaos every night? Is there a set time? And I would suggest that if it's chaos, that you just take a step back and you look at establishing some routines because kids are following your lead and if you're eating dinner one night at five o'clock and then the next night you're eating dinner at 7 30 and then this night it's time to brush teeth at six and this night it's time to brush teeth at 8 30 and the tv's kind of always on in the background you know what what is your house like well brian that's like a great part to start at at timing you know what time do you put your kids to sleep because that's something that if you have more than one child um, you know, you, you most likely they go to bed at different times, you know, at least that's how it was in our household and, um, establishing it early enough, especially, you know, when they're starting preschool or, um, elementary school, you know, you want to make sure that they're, they're definitely powering down, as you said, um, early enough so that they're not overstimulated too much. And then you're like fighting to try to get them into, um, a routine. But I know, I used to love when we would put our kids to sleep. Um, I used to make up a story every night, you know, tell them a story that somehow would involve a meaning mm-hmm. that would make, you know, and hopefully plant a seed about, you know, something morally, you know, yeah, good, good life or lesson. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then go through a ritual of like a little prayer. And um, it's really interesting because all three kids I did it with, but I think it lasted the longest doing it for my daughter. 
because uh, she was the one that was kind of like attached to me telling stories and mm. and sometimes they'd have to be the same story every night and <laughs> for me as a parent I'd be like ah oh, here we go the same story and then other nights I'd be like I can't think of another story I'm glad it's the same story <laughs> you know right. what I mean but um but yeah like uh, we definitely I loved having those rituals because then you know it just made it them feel more comfortable although half the time I would fall asleep because I would put myself to sleep. You know? <laughs> and you try to inch out of the bed slowly and and escape. And as soon as you're like halfway out the door, there's actually a great video that I think a, a guy I know is in where this couple looks like they're going through the trenches and that they're like in. It looks like they're trying to escape some type of like high, you know, high uh, intense situation. And it turns out when they get out of where they're at. It's just that they're trying to escape the room from their kids. Oh, like, that's it's great. hilarious. Yeah, I got to find it so we could post it. it. It's pretty cool. So what what we do over here is and, and you know, none, none of this is is amazing information. The point of point of a lot of these episodes is just to get you to stop and think because I do talk to a number of dads who tell me <laughs> stories of how it's just a total shit show at their house at night it's chaos and and in my house the um the nutty or what uh my wife calls the witching hour is right before dinner and the girls are just bonkers they're just you know they're just spazzes and they're singing and they're dancing and they're you know rough housing and they're antagonizing each other and feelings are hurt and it's just it's that that time right before dinner is a total mess so we've come to accept that and we um, kind of bumped up our dinner a little bit earlier. And then from that point on in our house, we, we have dinner. And then we clean up. We The, the girls are, you know, my girls are, are five and three now. Um, they help clean up and their, you know, their skill level is a little bit different. So it's just basically uh, clean your plate off. Uh, you know, if you didn't eat everything, um, hopefully you did. But you, you know, scrape whatever's left in the garbage. You put your plate or your bowl in the sink and you wash your hands and your face. So then we go upstairs and we take a bath. And the bath time I I really like because that's, I mean, everybody likes a good warm bath or a good shower, mm. relaxes you. So that's kind of getting them into like, all right, now we're starting to just relax, get tired. And we have some uh, bubble bath that we get and it's um, crap. I don't remember the name of it now. It's Dr. crap. Teal. <laughs> it's called crap. It's called Dr. Teal's uh, bubble bath, but it has uh, uh, lavender in it. And so oh, that's, nice. and it's a bedtime. If you, uh, if you go to Target and you look or go on their app or whatever, uh, check it out because you want every, you know, you want every uh, leg up you can get when you're trying to get your kids to bed, right? So this is a, it's a, I think they even call it like sleepy time or bedtime bath, you know, bath foam or some shit like that. So we, we have that. The girls are in the tub. They're still usually a little wound up when we get them out of the tub, but they're calming down a little bit, and then we get them in their pajamas immediately. And the thing that I love about this time of year when it starts getting winter is it gets darker sooner because when it doesn't get dark until 8.30 or 9, you're kind of screwed. Oh, yeah, um, the, the, the kids are like, the sun's still up. What the hell are you trying to pull here? <laughs> well, now that it's starting to get darker um, in the winter, it's like six. And I'm like, man, it is freaking late, kids. We got to get our, we got to get moving here. We got to get a bath in, we get in our pajamas, and then we go downstairs, we have, a, we have a prayer really quick, and then you can read some books. And then they read some books, and then um, depending on if it's like a weekend, I'll let them watch like one episode of something that's like really like chill. 
like nothing that's loud with sing-alongs, nothing obnoxious, but just something that's chill. And then usually they're asleep at that point. If it's a weeknight, then it's, you know, they can hang out on the couch for a little bit and read some books, and then it's time for bed. And and oftentimes they'll fall asleep on the couch, and I'm picking them up and taking them up to their their rooms. Um, One thing that we have found also, if you have more than one kid, and I'll stop talking in a second so Chris can talk, but if you have more than one kid, what we've been doing occasionally, and this is self-serving more as much as it is for them, but we, our youngest, our three-year-old gets up probably, I'd say out of seven nights out of the week, she probably gets up like four nights out of the week and then she wants to come in bed with us or I'll go and I'll kind of, you know, get her back into bed and rub her back and she'll go back to sleep. What we do occasionally and usually on the weekends is we'll put her and my five-year-old in the same bed and then they're having a sleepover and it's fun. And then when my three-year-old wakes up in the middle of the night, She's in bed and she knows she's with her sister and she's and she goes right back to sleep and that gives my wife and I a solid night of sleep without interruption. So, um, so that's good. So, if you have more than one kid, something you may want to consider. If you do that, um, I know some kids have some parents have tried that and it's a total, it's just absolute mayhem when you get two kids in the same room. So, you know, you got to judge your own kids um, that way. But each step of our evening is meant to be a little bit more quiet and is more detached from technology and is more detached from um, um, encouraging interaction even. And it just becomes more of a just kind of quiet. And my wife and I are very intentional about bringing down the volume. And when we're talking and okay, and now it's, you know, we're in the bathtub and we're having a good time. And then you get out and okay, well, we're calming down now, kids. And you're getting them dried off. And by the time we get them down to prayer, of course, it's very, you know, we're being very, um, you know, quiet and, and uh, reverent, and then we'll read a book, and then it's really quiet. And by then, usually the kids are, are getting a little heavy-eyed. heavy, heavy eyed. When you had kids, Chris, though, what, what was your—you just talked about reading books, but were there other tricks or things that you—how did you uh, deal with getting your kids, one, into bed or into or getting them actually go, to go to sleep? Well, <clears throat> you know, it, it was— Easiest with our oldest because he was the only one, you know, at the time. So establishing it was, um, you know, not a problem. But interestingly, he didn't sleep in his own room. He slept in our room because we were into, uh, you know, the co-sleeping uh, experience with our first child. And actually that lasted till he was 14 months. But when he was able finally to get into his own bed, it it made it challenging because he was not used to being alone. So we had to really work hard to get him to gain his independence. So that's where the whole ritual, exactly what you said, um, like turning down the lights was huge. Uh, a big thing that we would do, you know, throughout the whole house, establish the bathtub routine, um, and even put on like relaxing music and do even like, you know, things like even little massage with lavender oils or having a diffuser, you know, that's in the room to kind of like create the scent so that you can establish the sort of like mellow experience and always making sure that there's, there were no electronics, like even toys that could make noise to like, mm-hmm. you know, distract or go off, you know, in the middle of the night or something like that. Cause that always freaked me out. We had so many toys at one point for kids, the kids that it's almost like the that they would well, yeah, go off by themselves. Nudge something and yeah. sirens are going off on a exactly. toy police car or something. Yeah, an inopportune time. Um, I did lie about the electronics. I guess there is one uh, piece of electronics that we have in each of our girls' rooms, and it's a white noise machine. 
Oh, that's and, great. And actually, let me let me amend that. It used to be a white noise machine. Now it's an air purifier. I have an air purifier in each one of their rooms, and that that whirring noise is very soothing to them. And if you have not invested in a white noise machine uh, for your kids, or even uh, you know getting an air purifier, um, I would highly suggest making that a priority because. We have found that that does um, a world of good. And we've gone through a couple. There's some that have lights that are like night lights. There's one we bought, but the light wouldn't dim. And uh, so it's super freaking bright. I'm like, how the <laughs> hell is anyone supposed to right. sleep with this? And then we had another one that it would change um, It would change colors. Um, but again, it was too bright. So I took that one back. And then we had another one that projected. Uh, it would, it would, uh, they were like static uh, like slide images on the ceiling, but it was like sea life and then it would go away. And then there, I was just going to say like, it'd be and, cool to have the, the lights that do the like stars and such on the ceiling to create, but, but subtly, you know, not intense. So it's stimulating them, but to give them that sort of relaxed feeling in the room, you know, creating that atmosphere. So that's definitely something if you, um, if you have, if you do not have an air purifier or a white noise machine, I mean, Google them. I mean, you'll you'll find in pretty short order you'll find some that have really good reviews and ask around ask some of the other dads what they what they do with the, what they do with their kids but that was just something that we really liked having in the room with the girls you, you know Brian too as as maybe your child is getting older um, and and able to give them the encouragement to stay in the room throughout the night and if they wake up you can you know maybe give them a book on the side of the bed that's like you know they could read if they have to if they can't like if they wake up in the middle of the night you know just have something to go to or make sure their stuffed animal is there make sure their water is on the side of the bed in fact one thing if i remember our oldest used to wake up so bloody early it used to piss me off i was like come on i want to sleep but he was always really hungry and it used to be just that that's the one thing you'd wake up starving and irritable and and whatnot. So eventually, we figured out that um, I, th- I think it was advice from a, a behavioral therapist who it was just pretty brilliant. Just like put a um, uh, what what is it a uh, like waffles that you can cook. You know, not cook, but you know, like pre-made waffles or uh, a power bar on the side of the bed, so that when he wakes up. He's kind of got his food there, and he's mm-hmm. not going to complain. To tie That's him a over, great idea. you I've know, because I know, right? And it just that simple tip made a world of difference, you know, just for the, even the relationship. Because then, as the parent, you're not like so pissed that, like, emotionally that you're, you know, exhausted or whatnot, or feeling like resentful that your child is not just, you know, eating what's on the side of the bed. <laughs> you know, That's but I, I'm actually pissed that I have not thought of that sooner because that's that's how it is like on the weekends or during the summer our kids are up early because the sun is up early and so they get up early and the number one thing well the number one thing is i need to go to the bathroom but if it's not i need to go to the bathroom it's i'm hungry and having like my kids are really big into eating all their like if everything came out of a pouch I would be super happy if I didn't have to cook anything. So they have like these applesauce, you know, yes, I know exactly. You know, yes. Go-go squeeze right. or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's the, you know, they have the organic applesauce or whatever. And leaving one of those in the nightstand would be huge. And if you have a kid that can't manipulate or open uh, one of those pouches, then, you know, they have the little, you know, you have your little cup, I'm sure. And you put, you know, Cheerios or you have little crackers or like Chris said, they have the Z bars for kids or whatever it is that you feel safe that like, isn't going to be like a choking hazard that your kid's too young. That's a, that's a great idea because what we have found not with the food, because I didn't freaking think of it, but with books and the toys and even just having something to drink, 
oftentimes they'll wake up and we can hear them on the monitor, but they'll just stay in their room and just play. They'll start yeah. their day and not feel like they need to, to call out for us. So, um, you know, and again, that depends on the age of your kid. My kids are at, at an age where I have them caged in because I have a baby gate on each of their, um, on each of their doors because I, they're, they're too mischievous. I can't. I can't trust that they're. They wouldn't go downstairs and try to do something crazy or try to go outside. So, um, so yeah. So they when they get up in the mornings, they're they're in their rooms and and they will entertain themselves. But um, so we're kind of you know uh, you know shotgunning this and uh, kind of just spraying buckshot all over the place as far as this uh, this topic is concerned. But you know, being mindful of when you're getting your kids to bed and, and setting, um, setting a routine. I know we, we don't have this in our house, but, uh, I know a lot of uh, people will have like little, uh, like a chore list of things that the kids need to do during the day. And part of that is the, the brushing of the teeth, which I totally overlooked when I was talking about our nightly routine. That's obviously, well, that's one of it, but there's, you know, there's things that, that they get the kids used to and in a certain order and they know that, okay, now we're doing this, so that means this comes next, and then that's going to come after that. Brian, and then that, that is last- exactly what we did. I can't believe I I didn't even mention that because that's brilliant that you're saying it because it's exactly so the kids are always expecting and they get into that pattern, you know, and that builds their whole routine, their ritual, and their confidence. And so then they're not challenging you and fighting you to go to bed because they know what's expected of them. Yeah, and they're going to fight you at the beginning. They may not if you don't sure. have a set routine. And by the way, if you don't have a routine in your house, we're not we're not saying that you're you've you've messed up by any means. It's just some some kids you don't really need that. They're just very obedient, and that's like, all right, it's time for bed. That's totally cool. And other kids are you know screaming and grabbing and clawing and hanging on to the couch because they don't want to go upstairs. And you know, and you know, each kid is different. You may need to have some sort of little incentive. You know, hey, if you go to bed now, we can do X tomorrow, or you can earn Y, or whatever it is. But the the routine part of it seems to be the most um, the the most common or the easiest way to get the kids used to going to bed. And I'm surprised at the number of parents I talk to that they're like, yeah, we kind of have a routine, but it's not, it's like the, the, the routine is the fact that they do these things in a certain order, but what's not routine is when they do them, meaning time of day. So I think that that kind of throws the kids off as well. And, and, you know, there's exceptions, you know, you go out to, go visit the grandparents or you all go to a movie or you go out to dinner instead of eating at home. Like there's going to be things of course that are going to change it up. But for the most part, especially when they're, you know, probably seven, eight years and younger, um, they need a routine because if you leave it to them, they'll stay up all night, which doesn't right. do anybody and, good. And, and one last tip, Brian, before we head out, because I know um, we've been doing a lot of talking on this episode, but keep it short and sweet. You know, really like if you end up establishing a whole half hour, 45 minute ritual, you're, you're going to have to stick to that all the time. And then eventually it's going to be really challenging for your child to feel like they can have you come in and out for only 10 minutes when you don't have that amount of time. So try to do it lovingly and short, sweet. And uh, that's the best way. Anyway, hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any tips that we didn't talk about or just want to share, please go to our website from dodadshow.com and click on that little microphone and go ahead and let us know your thoughts. Until next time, we'll catch you on From Dude to Dad. Have a good one.